This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello and welcome to Live and Learn with me, Dafrin Johan. You're listening to Man to Man Talk, a mini-series where men have conversations with other men about masculinity, toxic masculinity, patriarchy and gender-based violence. This series is in conjunction with Awam's fifth White Ribbon campaign. Now, the campaign's theme is Break the Silence and the Violence and is aimed at combating gender-based violence in Malaysia by promoting a new vision of healthy masculinity and encouraging men to speak speak out against GBV, particularly domestic abuse. My guest on today's episode, the first episode of Man to Man Talk, is radio legend JJ Fernandez. Oh you would have God. heard his voice over the years on Hits FM many all yeah. those years ago. Um, and then later also um, the Red FM's breakfast show. Um, he is a radio legend indeed. Welcome to the show, JJ. How Thank are you? you for having me. And if you bust out the age, I heard you while I go to school, I'm walking out the studio. Okay? I know I'm old. I was just you about don't to, to remind me. I, I was just about to bring that up in the I intro. Know, but, but. I know. I mean, I, I I take it as a huge compliment because um, whatever I did in the past allows me to do what I I'm doing now in the future. Right. And in the present, I mean, and in the future, of course, because it's opened up a lot of doors. So I don't hate it, but it's like. Oh my God! <laughs> but I, 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 I appreciate each and everyone who, who still remembers who I am. So, right off the bat, um, what does masculinity mean to you? What does masculinity mean to me? See, the, the, the curious thing about masculinity, mm-hmm. people have a, a specific image of a muscular guy right. because the word masculine, masculine, or mm-hmm. muscular, you know what I mean? But the truth is, it's just someone who's confident and comfortable enough in their skin mm-hmm. to be who they are. At least that's my... Uh, my perception of masculinity, not the in dictionary masculinity, right, la, right. but that's what I think, you know, because I think it's overskewed now with a specific image of, you know, that tough. Your alpha gym bros <laughs> yes, and, and all yes. of that, right? I, I don't mind gym bros. Yeah. I've got very nice gym bros. No. Got very nice gym bros. So gym bros, the true gym bros are just gym bros. Yes. They, they, they are healthy, they fit, but they don't flaunt it in your face. Right. The over-toxic people who yes. like to like, I think they're compensating for something or other, mm-hmm. that's the one that's the problem. Absolutely. So has this idea um, that you have of masculinity, has it evolved over time or has this how you've always I've, viewed it? I've always viewed it that way. Right. Look, I've, I've always never thought there was a difference uh, when it comes to male or female. Mm-hmm. When, I, I'm, when I say there's no difference, of course, physically there's difference and, and capabilities, certain things, okay? Women can do certain things men can't do. Men can do certain things women can't do. Just, you know. Right. But, but that being said is uh, I've always had that we all are equal and uh, two missing parts in a puzzle mm. to, to fill whatever needs to be done. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I never thought of, of one's more dominant than the other or the other's, you know, uh, dominant. That's, that's how I've always thought of it. Right. What shaped your understanding of what it means to be a man? My dad, of course. Mm. Everyone's dad, more right. or less, is your first uh, mentor, right? right? So my dad has always been this person who uh, who's non-confrontational. Mm. He's, he's strict. He stands up. I've seen him stand up for my mom a few times, but he never, he's not the what, what, what kind of guy. Right. He's just like, I'm here. Yes. Then, you know, people ask to get lost, like, I'm in my place. Right. And he's that calm kind of uh, person. So... 
So I guess my dad. My what, dad's kind of, always, what kind of father was he to you growing up? My my dad was the silent... Okay, my dad was a hockey coach in school. Right, interesting. So he was my hockey coach as well. Right. So, uh, and he was very disciplined in his passion and whatever he did. So mm-hmm. he always showed discipline, but also showed respect. R- respect was key to him. And that's still my, my thing. So no matter what you want to do, you can disagree with me. No problem. You can even tell me off. No problem. But do it in a respectful way. There's two ways in how we communicate. Mm-hmm. Most people choose to be disrespectful, which doesn't, you straight away lose, even though you could be the one with the right point. Right. I always believe you lose just by being disrespectful. But people believe now you've got to be loud and rude. Just look at our politics in the, <laughs> in the parliament. Right. And you can understand it. So it's it's crazy. Like, like uh, I, I give you this. I, I actually had uh, Wong Chen, uh, YB Wong Chen come to my... Uh, uh, because I, one of the businesses I have is laundry. Right. So uh, I had Wong Chen come over because I do podcasts once. Mm-hmm. Not podcasts, I just talk for fun. So yep. one of the questions I asked him is, why, why are they rude? Because right. I said, I tell my children not to be rude then. They see politics and go, and then? And then I'll be like, they're different. They're supposed to be the leaders. Exactly. So I'm like, uh, so he's like, oh, some people believe that's that's how the the, 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 the people that voted for them want them to act. And I'm like, really? In which state? But anyway. Right. But yeah, anyway. So my dad has always been uh, uh, a person who's disciplined, Mm -hmm. uh, straight to the point. Uh, not overly drama kind of person, um, and but he was a very strong man. So yeah. right, I asked you what is masculinity yep. earlier. Yep. When you hear the word toxic masculinity, uh-huh. what does that mean? That's when you think you deserve certain things based on just just being a man. Right. So just because of your DNA, you think you uh, are better than uh, persons without your DNA. Right. So that toxic masculinity is the one that they 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 think they're all the alphas lah. Then right. they look at other people. Oh, you're such a beta. You don't understand. This is how you're supposed to run. I mean, like, really? Okay, good mm. luck with you. <laughs> I mean, uh, the the people say lah, but some women respond to that. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I mean, like, if the that particular group of women want to respond to that, fine. Don't force your ideas onto others. Right. Don't try and force like you are the man. This is the only way a man should act. Mm. Uh, that's that's when it gets toxic. Another way uh, toxic masculinity comes in is because men cannot show emotions. Right. So uh, when a ga- a bro comes up to you, hey bro, I'm going to a hard time. What's other bros? Hey bro, let's go party lah, relax lah, forget lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always the case. Correct. Right. Relax, bro. Chill, Come on, get over it. You yeah. know, that's also toxic. Right. Because uh, I, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. Little guys, small men, mm-hmm. small boys, we used to make fun of how girls are so emotional talking right. about themselves. Oh my God, they're together, together. But they've learned from a young age to express their feelings to Absolutely. their close friends. Absolutely. We don't do that to our friends. No. Because as soon as you, oh, bro, I'm like, eh! You know what I mean? Right. You run away. So it's not a, a, a thing that you're done from when you're young. There's no space allowed right. for you to learn that. So when you grow bigger, you do not do that. Mm-hmm. So we have to change our kids, telling them like, hey, dude, it's okay to talk about your emotion. It's okay to be right. sad with your friends. Find a group of friends who are cool and who will listen to you and then make that a normal thing. And how do you make that a normal thing? All this big 
influencers got million. Oh, I got a hundred thousand likes or hundred thousand followers. Change, change how you when you live. Don't just show your masculine. The the oh, I'm tough side. Show your your soft side as well. Ensure that it's okay to have a soft side. Right. All right. Because these younger kids are very impressionable. They're looking at you for guidance. Mm-hmm. I. There used to be family units, but now social media is your your guidance. Now, if you don't show any vulnerability, and they see, oh, they don't not vulnerable, so I cannot be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So these leaders have to change first. They have to show that they're vulnerable. They have to show that they have emotions. They have to show that they have a hard time. Mm-hmm. All right, and 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 I I know a few people who have shown it. And uh, I've reached out to them quietly in the DM. Hey, bro, you okay? <laughs> Even though I'm not friends with them, there's a few people I actually reached out to. as soon as I see social media and they're stating a few things that are like not right. So I just reach out to them uh, behind the scenes and go, "Hey, are you okay?" Then they're like, "Yeah, hey, thanks for reaching out." Because sometimes there are signs, right? You can see signs. It's just you're like, oh, "Okay, I don't want to get bothered. I don't want to get involved." Yeah. It's, have you personally experienced um, challenges in ex, um, you know expressing these vulnerabilities yeah. um, growing up? And how did it affect you? Because even myself, right? Yeah. Um, I think now I'm in a phase where I'm very comfortable. You know, I can express however I want. But there were phases in my life where um, expressing my emotions, um, especially about problems I'm facing yeah. or certain things was a challenge. And it was a particular challenge expressing it to your bro gang, mm-hmm. right? And, and then I realized, you know, um, because I was in, in guy school or so all, all my life um, until Form 6, and then, um, and then in Form 6 and in college, I realized that, you know, it was easier for me to, to, you know, find a, sort of that warm relationship or yep, that, yep, yep. Uh, you know, I express myself with my gal friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, it yeah, became yeah, much easier. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, felt yeah. more, you know, like They were used to it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, did you go through things like that? I guess I did, but I have a very strong family. Family. Mm. Me, my brothers and sisters are close. Mm-hmm. My father was a very silent type. Mm. So when he was upset or anything, he keeps quiet. Right. So you 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 have to sense out and like read the signs. <laughs> Tea leaves. Oh, okay, he's upset about this. You know, we can think. Right. But that's how the old school dad was. Right. He, but he was never like he never hit or anything. Yeah. Maybe once only. Like he was really upset, and we all kind of nicely on our backside. <laughs> but that was a long time ago. It was uh, normal. Yeah. Okay. But uh, most of the time he's quiet. Right. So we we learn how to talk to each other. But I, I that being said, also there were moments where we we. It, it's being a teenager, right, understanding right. your space, mm-hmm. right or wrong. But like I said, it goes back to society. Society doesn't have spaces like that for guys. Right. Guys not supposed to have space like that. Women yeah. can, yeah. but guys cannot. Absolutely. So we just have to change that. If you change that space, everything will change. All right, let's go for a very quick break. On the show with me today is JJ Fernandez, formerly of Hits Morning Crew and the Red Breakfast Show. We will continue this conversation after these messages. Keep it here on Devon Learn, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Live and Learn. I'm Dashran Johan. And on the show with me today is radio legend JJ Fernandez, formerly of the Hits Morning Crew and Red Breakfast Show. This is the first episode of our Man to Man Talk mini-series. So, JJ, um, before the break, we touched a little bit on toxic masculinity, yep, right? Yep, yep. I want to ask you, um, you know, growing up um, and even 
even now you probably have heard this phrase boys will be boys you know whenever sometimes um, you know teenagers teenage boys or even young boys get into fights or you know they are making certain inappropriate jokes um, towards women and, and depending on which age they are in and all right the thing is just, ah, boys will be boys that's how they are what is your take on this notion what boys will be boys uh, it's 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 ridiculous because you already mm-hmm. uh, have a, a, a box where boys are supposed to live in. Right. But humanity is not black and white. Mm-hmm. Humanity is grey. We all should be looking at the grey, not the black and white. So unfortunately, boys will be boys, put boys in a box. Right. They're not allowed to be different from the box. And mm-hmm. that's the problem. All right. Uh, boys will be boys is always an excuse so that they don't have to deal with it. All right. Most... Adults who have to deal with things when boys will be boys is an excuse of 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 that. All right, but that being said, I I, I give you this rough play amongst boys fall down. Mm. Boys will be boys. You want to say that? I don't care. Yeah. Uh, running around like crazy little kids. Boys will be boys. Okay, uh, I don't right. care. But uh, boys hitting a girl. Nope. Right. Bullying. Bullying. Nope. Mm-hmm. Fighting. Depending on why you're fighting. Right. I, I I I'm I'm that kind of person. Right. Okay, if you're standing up for someone, go ahead, dude. Right. Uh, try not to get into a physical altercation, but you shouldn't stop someone from standing up for someone else. Right. So the fight has to, everything has to have context. For me, context is key. It's not that a lot of people love that moment and then just highlight and tweet and. Oh, there's not to call tweet now. It's called X, X. <laughs> or whatever lah. You know lah. Social media goes crazy on moments rather than understanding context. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person. If you see my social media, I don't jump on straight away. I like to see the whole context before I give my opinion. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, context is key when it comes to this. But boys will be boys. Context is key. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Because I think you bring up a good point. If it's just kids playing around in the playground, nothing too serious, you know, getting into scuffles. I mean, you know, that I think a lot of kids do it anyway, yeah. regardless of your gender, right? But if it's like bullying, sexual harassment, often it's used as an excuse yeah. to excuse and that shouldn't be the way. And especially uh, jokes. Yes. Some like, jokes, they go too far. Absolutely. Yeah. So how have there been moments in your life? Because you seem to have, a, a you're, like you said, you're very comfortable in your skin right now and, and you have a very clear perspective of these things um, on, of where you stand. Have there been moments in your life where you've had to unlearn certain behaviours or attitudes? Um, Everyone unlearns. Right? Everyone, okay. My 19-year-old self was mm-hmm. a very different person. Right. Okay. The core values might still be the same. A mm-hmm. majority of core values because that's where you learn it from your family, your, found, your, your starting days. The core values stick with you. Mm-hmm. But everything else gets chipped away, add-on. It's just how life is. So uh, I would say 100%, everyone changes. If mm-hmm. Everyone should change. Everyone should learn. Everyone should grow till the day they live, leave this earth because that's the journey of life. Right. As soon as you stop, then in your mind, you think you're good enough already. You've got everything already, so no need to mm-hmm. learn. I give you this, you call me radio legend and all. From the first day I was on radio until the last day I left radio, I used to listen to all of my shows after my show finished. 
wow. just to learn right. how to improve myself. Right. All right, I do that. My new business, whatever I'm doing, the laundry had zero knowledge until now. I still learn every day. I'm learning something new based on my staff, on on people I talk. The new companies I'm with, I'm I'm doing seminars uh, where I'm teaching, you know, all kinds of different courses. Like right. I learn every day. You're learning, so you cannot say you're not changing. Hundred percent, mm-hmm. you're changing. But make sure you're learning the right things, lah, <laughs> and improving and adding on the good things, lah. At least, and how do you know it's good? Mm-hmm. As long as whatever you're learning doesn't put someone else down, mm-hmm. then you're good. Okay, that's good. Good knowledge. As long as your knowledge doesn't say my being me, ha- someone else has to be lower than me. Then there's a problem if that is your knowledge. Something is wrong there. Everyone is equal. Just whatever knowledge you have that g- gives benefit to society, then go ahead. How important is role models? And and what I mean by that is. It seems like a lot of people I know, mm-hmm. even the, you know, people who you know when you have conversations with them, they are they are decent. They are not particularly like these, you know, misogynists in that sense, right? When you have regular conversations with them, but then even they, I sometimes you know, just someone random from high school, you see suddenly there's a post um, by Andrew Tate and they are sharing oh, that, right? Andrew Tate is in everyone, you know, everyone seems to be latching on to him, especially men, um, because of how, you know, like you say, this ultimate alpha kind of mindset, yep. you know, and then it bleeds into, it starts off as this motivational type of thing, but then it bleeds into misogyny and patriarchy and even sexual violence and all sorts of things. It's really, really toxic masculinity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do you think there are enough good Male role models to counter the, no, the Andrew Tate. Okay, like I said, mm. the company I'm with is called I Summit Master, mm-hmm. and and what we do is we do seminars. I've got speakers from all around the world right. that I, I I that I I manage here in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. These speakers like people people like Idris Alba and stuff like that. If mm-hmm. I can bring them down to Malaysia and pe- so there are people like that. But unfortunately, the algorithm. What what do we stop when we scroll through? We look at the negatives, right? All right, and Andrew Tate's face is so familiar now. If you see an Andrew Tate, even though you hate Andrew Tate or you don't want to know what Andrew Tate is all about, you are curious about what he's going to yeah. say. Then you click it. Algorithm like, oh, people like Andrew Tate. Let's show Andrew Tate to everybody. Stop looking. As soon as you see Andrew Tate, don't see. Even your friend shares, you see Andrew Tate, don't look. Yeah. Because when you stop looking at these content, the algorithm go, oh, people are not interested in this already. Don't share it. Unfortunately, just because we talk about it now, right. see his name is being mentioned. Now the next time someone sees, someone's going to like really uh, Andrew Tate bad. Uh, they're going to watch, right? And then they go, yeah lah, he's bad. But because they watched it, the algorithm goes, oh, people like it. Yeah, and then they're spreading it to other people, and you know? and then suddenly all these other people who are bad characters go, oh, I'll be bad. People talk about me. I'll get noticed. I get mm. money. Yeah, I'll do it. So, Absolutely. but there are good role models out there. So. What are your thoughts on traditional gender roles and how they are often, you know, enforced <laughs> onto people? Um, how do you respond to someone who says, you know, because you you still you would think that in twenty twenty three people have moved on from it. I mean, many people have, and and I'm glad, but many people would also, you know, make very strong. You know, of course, it's a it's a father's job to put food on the table, and it's a mother's job to cook and clean and take care of the chi- of the children. How would you respond to these? I would respond that if my wife is a millionaire, I will gladly be a house husband anytime. 
live the Thai Thai life. <laughs> I would do it. I, no, Thai Thai life doesn't mean a, a derogatory term. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my, if I, my wife can support me mm. and I just have to take care, not just mm-hmm. it's a tough job, but if I, if the roles can switch, I will switch it in a right. heartbeat. Trust me on this. So, roles are not... Imp- okay, I give you this. Uh, do you know Star Trek? Right. All right. Absolutely. Star Trek, have you seen any currency? Yes. Where? Klingon and all yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. not the, the Federation. Why? Yes. Federation is whatever you want, you go to the computer. Computer, I want a stake. A stake comes. Computer, what? So you get. Now, the role that you have within the organization, captain or whatever, mm-hmm. is based on your capabilities. You're the best person for that. Right. So that's where you are placed. You're mm-hmm. not placed because of favoritism, more money and all. No, people are like, I want to be an engineer because everything else I got. Yep. So I just going to be an engineer. I just want to be the guy pressing the buttons. Mm-hmm. So people pick their roles that. So when it comes to roles, you have to do the role that you're most comfortable with. What has, you know, marriage taught you about masculinity? Um, the, I'm lucky enough, my wife and I are friends. Mm. So uh, it it has not taught me anything I didn't know before I got married. Really. Right. So uh, so it hasn't taught me anything extra. Right. But I've become more protective when I have my daughter. Mm. That's the different thing. Right. So I'm just slightly more protective. That's right. all. It's just like, and even not that I'm not protective over my son. It's it's I was protective over my son till now he's 16 and then I'm go okay bro. Right. I need you to. Step up. Right. I need you to take on responsibility because when you're 18, nothing to do with gender. When you're 18, you're going out there. Daddy's not here. Right. Yeah. You, you, you've you're got a deal. You've got to deal with this. Right. So when you're 16 now, I'm like I'm putting on roles onto him, mm-hmm. and he's like not comfortable. It is like, can you just take up? And I'm like, nope. You handle this. You have to talk. You right. talk. You know. What I mean. Nothing to do with gender. It's mm-hmm. just age. Right. When you turn 18, you're gonna face the world. Yes. So my daughter's like, why so? I'm like, you're going to get the same thing at 16, okay? I got to prep you for the world. Then she's like, uh, okay. But anyway, um, but when, when it came to the daughter, it's slightly soft part. Like, no, right. Appa is always like, oh. What kind of values have you tried to inculcate within your family, you mm-hmm. and your wife together, in terms of who does chores, who does... Um, Everybody you know, does everything. Yeah, I, I think that, no that right. that's worth talking yeah. about, you know, yeah. because I, I don't think people... Many people, so for example, um, my friend was talking to me about this conversation mm-hmm. where, you know, he was in his aunt's place and, okay. um, you know, it was Deepawali time and, you know, cousins and all, everybody's just running around doing stuff. Some people are doing work, some people are creating more chaos and all of that, right? And then the aunt said, um, to- told my friend's sister, hey, uh, come come to the kitchen kitchen and, and help me. And then that the sister said, but... Aren't they also going to come? They're just like kicking the ball around. So yeah. why can't we all go and help? Yeah. And then my aunt said, but you're a girl. You need to learn how to make tea and, uh, and this yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I used to help my mom go to the market from the age of 16. Oh my God. Maybe this is why my son is getting this. From the age of 16 all the way till I was like 18 plus. Right. My mom was like, come to the market with me. You got to learn how to buy food. <laughs> but I used to do that. But but yeah, um, uh, th- this this whole girls supposed to learn things is ridiculous because auntie, I just have to say something. Uh, auntie, listen, how many times boys go study overseas suddenly cannot eat? They only eat Maggi Mee. Right. 
Because you never taught them how to make tea right. <laughs> or rice. Right. Please teach them how to make tea, rice, simple curry, cow team, okay, yes. or fried egg. Yeah. They have to know. Guys have to know. Right. Okay. That's why, I, like, my son, like, do everything. You got to be able to live, survive, drop you anywhere, you survive. And yeah. that's the key. I want to ask you, I think this could be maybe a bit of an interesting uh, question because um, you, you mentioned that, you know, that natural, you know, when you have a daughter, there's that upper sentiment mm. pr- protect. I think that's very natural to yep. have. How do you ensure yep. that you're not overprotective to the point where your daughter feels like it is uh, unfair, where your son gets to do this and this and go out until late um, night and do whatever, but your daughter means, oh, what time are you coming back, this and that? How my, do you my, ensure? So, so here's the thing. I've mm-hmm. always, from the age they were young until now, uh, I've never blocked the internet. Mm. YouTube, they get to watch everything. Right. But from the age, when they were young until now, I've always taught them that if you see something you don't know, come talk to me. Right. There's nothing wrong. Right. So from the age of like five, they're asking me about gender roles and stuff already. And right. I explain to them according to the age and I say, I can't talk to you about this further on. But when you're older, come back to me, I'll mm. tell you. So I, I've always been open with them. Right. So now... As long as I can give them, because now they know their tools, what is good, what is bad, mm-hmm. what shouldn't. So they go on the internet and watch, whatever. So I trust them enough to make the right decisions, right. okay? If they make the wrong decisions, I'm dead. I'll tell them, you made a mistake, come here, let's fix the problem. You still have to face the consequences, but we let's fix the problem. Right. So if you teach them that, they learn that I, I know the rules, I know my boundaries, I'll go out there, I know where I should or shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. If I mess up, my dad will still uh, help me out. But there's consequences to do when I mess right. up. Go. Because we are who we are based on our failures. Right. You have to realize that. If you change anything in your past, I won't be the same person here. Mm-hmm. So all of us are like that. So we have to identify, understand that failure is part of growing. So give them the tools. Pray they make the right decision. <laughs> be there to pick them up if they fall. And that's the hardest thing about being a parent is knowing they're going to fall, but watching and go, oh, they're going to fall. They're going to fall. Okay, there they go, fall. Okay, come, come, come. <laughs> Let me guide you through what just happened, explain the situation, and then move forward. And it's yeah. hard, but that's the truth. So here are some not fun at all facts. Um, <laughs> a, a research by Awam, um, which is the All Women Action Society, found that 57% of Malaysian women claim to regularly experience verbal sexual harassment yeah. while walking down the road. 62% um, um, who participated in a poll um, by the Women's Aid Organization reported to have encountered work-related sexual harassment. And then during the pandemic, more than 9,000 domestic violence cases were reported. Um, and, and this seems to be on the rise. Uh, what does this signal to you, JJ? How do you think harmful um, stereotypes, um, you know, patriarchy, the, this notion of toxic masculinity, <laughs> this alpha bro, overly alpha bro kind of culture and things like that, how do they contribute? Or do, do you think they contribute to gender-based violence, sexual harassment? Everything does. Yeah. Everything is interconnected. We are all connected in the force. <laughs> No, we are. Right, right. We are one. The butterfly effect is true. When you think of butterfly effect, always people think of you know wealth and all that. But butterfly effect is for everything. So we have to change that. All right. The the we have to be better people. You ask me why I teach my kids. Uh, I give them two rules. First rule: do anything you want. I don't care. 
to anything you want as long as whatever you're doing is something you want to do not influenced by others this is a cool thing right. something you want to do second rule that is tied into the first rule whatever you're doing don't hurt yourself mentally or physically or someone else mentally or physically mm-hmm. simple then they're like I don't understand okay you want to dance on the table naked they're like oh dad don't say like that okay you want to dance on the table naked alone in your house no one's around do it lah But if there are other people around, will you affect them uh, physically or mentally? Yes. Then don't do it. Hmm. So simple two rules to live by so that you're aware of your situation and you're aware of your intentions of doing it. Two things. That's all you have to do. If you do that, everybody will be okay. Why is it important for men to speak up about gender-based simple, violence? Simple. Because uh, you want to claim that you are the powerful species, race, uh, gender, right? Fix it. Lah. Because you see there's a problem, then fix it. Unless you don't think there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Ah, then we got some issues there. But I know you see there's a problem, but you don't care. And you have to change it. Because like I said, remember back then when we said we started this conversation, we said in school, the girls talk emotions. We're like, yeah. And then guys, that's where it all started. Right. So let's let's start being cool with talking about emotion. Hey, today I'm not feeling well, guys. Hey, what happened, bro? You know what I mean? Right. Let's, let's be okay with that. And then we'll have a... Better society for our kids. How difficult is it to have these conversations, right? Because uh, I, I'm saying from my experience, it is easier to talk, um, you know, you know about, you know, we shouldn't make, um, you know, let quote unquote rape jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we shouldn't um, be sexually harassing people. These things are not funny. We should empathize and and all of that. It is easier for me to speak into this mic and than that. than speak to my bro gang sometimes. Ah, you know, they just hold their locker room talk and all. Act dumb. Mm. When I say act dumb, it's like act really. Hey bro, so, sorry, I don't understand. How? What, what is that? Uh, explain. Mm. When you have to explain a sexist joke, you yourself feel uncomfortable. Right. Because you know you it's meant to be sexist. Right. But if someone genuinely like, hey, bro, I don't understand, bro. So, sorry. Please explain it. I don't want to be the only one not laughing, bro. Mm. And then they'll be like, right. No, la, bro. Actually, no, la, you have to understand. You know, you have that. <laughs> ah, then you, you you'll see them stop stop doing it. If you always act dumb at the, I don't get it, bro. Why, yeah? <laughs> they will change. Trust yeah. me. They will like. Then they will stop telling the jokes in front of you. Right. But you'll notice because you're there with the group. They're like, oh, sh- oh mm. it slowly change. But act dumb. Just act dumb. Trust me on this. And and how important is it for you to be when you are in that situation to speak up? And say hundred you percent know, important. I've done a few things. Mm-hmm. I've done the, the dumb way. Mm-hmm. I've done walk away from the group, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Why you're not funny?" I know, nope. mm-hmm. and they like felt like, "Oh, you know that moment." Right. Um, so those two things I've done. This bro group. I've I've done even like a group that I don't know. I've I've seen a person push his girlfriend or something around. Right. And I can see the the tension getting really right. high there. Right. So what I did is rather than step in, oh bro, no, this is the wrong. Trust me, if you do that, the bro will get angry, fight will get bigger. I just turned to the guy. I just went, hey bro, are you okay? What's up, man? Are you okay? You look stressed. Give that moment away. Just distract that moment mm-hmm. away. So I pulled him, hey bro, no lah, you don't understand lah. So suddenly we got bro connection. All right. Gives the time for the girl to get away or calm yeah. down. But you have to do it that way because if you step in, oh, fight. Hmm. 
be smart about how you employ this different different ways of solving a situation. But but there's way dumb way, walk away and uh, be the concerned, empathetic guy towards the person who's being the aggressor. Right. Because right. suddenly they're like, oh, someone sees me. Because look, I'm not uh, uh, giving an excuse for all the people who are doing bad things. But everything has a reason. Hmm. Everything started from somewhere. Unfortunately, we as society like to see the co- the, the, uh, the the effect rather than the cause and fix the cause. We are trying to fix the effect, which is horrible. Would you have a final message for young men who could be listening to this? Young men. Um, young men. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, I had to jump into that. Okay. Um, you are no different from young women. Suddenly, like people are like, <gasps> no, no. I'm just trying to say we are all human. Um, stop trying to dominate. Stop trying to be better, bigger, stronger than anyone else. Try to be better. As in a better human being, a better friend, a better uh, member of society to help everybody come up. Because it doesn't mean you have to push someone down before you go up. We all can go up together. So remember that. It's very important. I, think, I just uh-huh. want to add one thing. Mm-hmm. If anybody, if you need someone to talk to lah, an right. ear, reach out to me. All right? You can find me on my social media. I tend to have, I, I built my own website because I always believe people should have their own ability. So that's one of the companies I work for where we allow people to build their websites for free and then uh, build their own business there. But anyway, right. jjonair.com, find me, come talk to me. On that note, JJ, thank you so much for joining me today. Most welcome, buddy. Most welcome. That was JJ Fernandez, formerly of the Hits Morning Crew and Red Breakfast Show. If you'd like to find out more about Awam's White Ribbon campaign, you can head over to awam.org.my. That's awam.org.my. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Darshan Johan, and this has been Live and Learn, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.